Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the John G. Earls podcast, without which life would be incomplete and have little or no meaning. Coming to us from Skokie, Illinois, the man on the beat, from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robleski. That's me. How are you doing this week, Tommy? I'm good. I'm good. We're back with part two. Uh, part two of our talk with Dr. Michael J. Dusa. Uh, if you uh, uh, if you haven't listened to the first part, I highly recommend it so that you know what we're talking about here and who we're talking to. But regardless, uh, Dr. Michael has been a uh, a part of my life since I was a little kid. Uh, we've been talking about um, his uh, time in bodybuilding, um, his time as a chiropractor. Um, and, uh, and we're going to talk some more about, uh, his book he wrote and, uh, the Fozzie company, which is a company he is able to, uh, contribute money to feeding, uh, dogs and animals, animals. and it's, uh, it's, uh, and he'll, he'll be able to explain all of it a lot better, but, uh, we had a really good talk and so we wanted to, uh, be able to share the whole thing with you. So without further ado. Here is part two of our talk with Dr. Michael J. Dusa. Well, this is kind of a good segue into uh, uh, your book. You wrote a, f a book a few years ago, and it kind of touches on a lot of these types of principles. It's, it's, it's shameless promotion because... Give us, the, give us the name of the book there. Uh, MTFU, Man the Fuck Up, uh, 17 Rules for Living a Life Less Ordinary. <laughs> Picture me on it. Uh, 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 all proceeds, and the props aren't high, but well, we, a couple of thousand homeless animals were fed for a day. The way the company, the Fozzie company that we'll talk about works is every sale um, goes to feeding a homeless shelter animal for a day, two meals. And we took the average weight and activity levels and ages of um, three subsets of uh, dogs and cats in the country. We have to come to a number. Sometimes it's, it's less, sometimes it's more, but a standard that comes out of each sale to go towards some of our shelter pa uh, partners in order to help these poor little animals uh, live yeah. their lives. So that's what we do through everything. And MTFU is part, that's a different company, uh, but yeah. now we got a Fozzie company, but yeah. But give us just a real quick kind of overview of what the book uh, is about and, and kind of gets into, because I've, I've read it and uh, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And it was, uh, you know, I, it was just, I could hear you talking the whole time in the, in <laughs> well, the book. Hey, so I was like, this is this is Mike. This is Mike well, you for know, sure. Tommy, you, know? you, can, you can probably agree, hopefully, that I could be wrong, but I'm wrong with confidence, meaning I, I think I'm think I believe I'm right. I I. I I've tried the first chapter, stop lying. And I used to lie a lot. And somebody, Dr. Bruce, you didn't lie. I go, well, no, actually, I did the wrong things for myself. I try to put up a certain front. If you ask me if I liked your dress, I might say yes, and I don't. Uh, so are they damaging lies? No, they were to me, though. I lied to myself for a long time. Sure. And one of the metrics you want to follow to, to have a good life is you want to be good with yourself when you're behind yourself when you're alone with yourself when right you're with yourself because if you're alone in your room at, at home at night none of those stressors that surround you during the day to make you act certain ways that you don't want to act if they're no longer there and you're alone with yourself you 
feel pretty good, then you're on the right track. But if you still are haunted by all of these problems, then there's something intrinsic that you got to work on. And I think we're, we all have these self-contained abilities that we have to break open. Bottom line is the world is terribly harsh for everyone. Uh, I've had probably, uh, and again, believe me, nobody wants to hear it. Um, there's this weird thing with certain people. If they see you wearing a cast, they'll come up with you. And they'll start telling you about how they were more injured than you. I'm like, what the right. fuck is that? Like it's what, a competition. That, it's a yeah. weird pride that you don't want to have because you don't want to mess with your health. And I've had, like I mentioned earlier, I think I've had 28 orthopedic surgeries. I've had some terrible, terrible accidents. Never injured lifting weights once. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's never, <laughs> it's never that. Yeah. It's you always... get, injured, get injured while you're having fun, not when you're walking down the street or in your car or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so a lot, a lot of downtime, I lost probably a decade of productivity and happiness and growth. And uh, so it's all about busting through those walls and, and getting past it no matter what, because I see one person do it. Um, I believe because we're, we're all the same. We all have the Latin uh, translation for body is soma. We all have the same soma, the same structure, but we all uh, direct our chemistry differently, our brain chemistry. So sure. really it's about getting your brain chemistry straight so you can get what it is that you want. We alluded to earlier, people don't know what the fuck it is that they want or they're too embarrassed to admit it. Yeah. The bodybuilders around here, when I was writing for the magazines, they, they would come to me and I would try to help them. And they were tremendous physiques, some of these guys in Greater New Haven. And the guy would come in and he couldn't really articulate. I go, you want to go in the movies, right? He goes, well, yeah. I go, well, it's not going to happen. So first they get mad. I, don't, I stagger what I give them for information to draw out a certain reaction so we can go mm -hmm. to the next thing. I said, well, what do you mean? You don't seem like you're serious. I mean, and they, they're serious in getting tremendous shape. I go, do you really think um, a casting director is going to come to fucking New Haven and just incidentally see you working out? No, you got to go to where it is, mm -hmm. LA, whatever it is. And then I would tell them there's probably 200 guys that look better than you. And what I'm really telling there is it's not just, especially now, because so many people train. Yeah. You got to have something, you got to develop these other ancillary talents. And if you do all that, tells you and whoever you're serious. And even then it may not happen, but I will tell you this, like I asked Evan, did I do all that I could? Right. And if you do that with yourself and you really know you did, then you're good with yourself when you're alone with yourself. <laughs> right. And that, and that goes, that goes for anything that you do in life. You know, as long as you know that you gave it everything that you had, then yeah, you can, you, you should be able to sleep. The thing night. is though, with about that, you can't. You can come close. Sure. Very yeah. close. Because reaching your potential, if you actually reach it 100%, then you're dead. Right. Yeah. Because there's nothing left to <laughs> there's do. There's nothing else to do. Yeah. You've done it. Yeah. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So the book is, I, it, you know, from my perspective, it was about helping, you know, identify your priority, your priorities and how to, uh, break through the barriers to achieve them and some of the things that you just have to be honest with yourself about and say look you know this is a shortcoming there's this is something that I you know struggle with but I need to not be ashamed of it and I need to do something yeah. about it and take control 
because you're the only person who can make that change in yourself. You know, this, this book was written to my, my mother. My dear mother passed away a couple of years ago and close, best person I ever knew, devastating. And I have her book. Thank you. Without you, I wouldn't be here. Uh, but I, I'll just read. I, I'm just going to read the chapter title really quick. Yeah, please. Uh, that's, that could be telling, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I haven't read this. I, sometimes I refer back to it. I need it myself, you know. You have to, you really got to keep bouncing back all the time. It just seems like it never, table of contents, stop lying. Most people do. Imposter syndrome, they're doing the wrong thing. They, and they're afraid to pull themselves out of it and what other people think. Uh, you are your number one job. I used to tell patients uh, uh, that you're, you're, you're putting your kids before yourself. They're like, of course. I go, that you're wrong. You got to put yourself first. And they think it's terrible, but I'm like, no, you can't pour from an empty cup. You know, you got to take, I don't have time to work out. Get, it, get up at five, be impervious. I've got this thing. One thing I've never fucked up is I am impervious to the power of pussy. Yeah. I, never, <laughs> I, can't, I can't be taken down by the silly charms of the opposite sex. And yeah. most men, I, I don't have that kind of baggage in my life, which is good. So uh, lifting others, people have a very, very, very hard time, especially in bodybuilding. Like, you know, it's funny, the women especially, all this uh, you go girl shit. Well, mm. prove it to me for a change because you got three women talking and the, the third one walks away and she's the best looking one and those two start ripping on her bitch, plastic surgery, slut. Yeah. So again, there's nothing, there's very little. When you're talking about it's how you look and that's all there is, very vacuous, you, the people just, they don't support each other at all. They say they do, but they don't. Um, do not be a burden. In other words, you know what? Try not to just carry your own weight. You know, do the best you can. Uh, be a person of value, not necessarily success. Value, utility. You know, people will find you because you can fill a need, and then you're never gonna want. You know, uh, DFU. This this kind of just says it all. Don't fuck up. Yeah. Uh, do not try to be the best. People are always touting being the best. I go, well, how are you gonna find out whether you're the best or not? There's some kid in Africa right now coming through the woods wearing a tattered fucking Michael Jordan t-shirt, mismatched tuxedo shoes, and an M16, and he could probably run faster than you. So you're not the best. Be the only, if you're the only, well, nobody can be you. And there's no right. competition. It's pretty easy. But the ego thing and the influence from these people who would rather see you go down, that's always present. I have a chapter with uh, three girlfriends, and um, of course, the fourth is my now, my now wife. Uh, and that's that got a lot of people angry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, I ripped on them, but I also said how I did things wrong. When I was in my practice, I would tell, no, I'm going to all admit, I did not want to be alone. I would work 100 hours. It didn't matter. I was like a machine. My thing is I will overwork myself in order to succeed. Maybe I don't have the information. Maybe it'd be easier, but I'll make sure somehow that I succeed. But 100 hours, that's fine. Now I'm dating a girl. Now she believes, oh, you can't, you must be fucking around on Saturday night. And she works in my office during a vacation, just, just helping us out. And she's, oh my God, I've never seen anybody work so hard. Well, why didn't she believe me? Well, I got to tell you, I told these women, there was several of them that I dated while I, my practice for 15 years. And I told them, I go, my practice comes first. It is my family. And it's the only way we're eating in this $500 restaurant right now. Sure. One girl, my, my sister, her and myself, 
she's talking to my sister as, as though I'm not sitting there. She's like, oh, Michael, all he does is work and I can't believe it. And, and she lives in Jersey and stayed away. She's going on and on and on. So I just looked at her. I go, um, Doreen, I remember I said these three things. I go, how's, how's, your, how's your steak? And I'll give her credit. She doesn't speak like, she goes, oh, it's roasted to perfection. I go, oh, how's the wine? It's, it's a wonderful year. Mm. <laughs> I go, how do you like this place? Nicest place I've ever been to. So then I look yeah. at my sister. I go, how the fuck does he think I'm paying for this tonight? Right, so what yeah. I'm saying is, you can't have it all. There's a sacrifice. But I will say this. They wanted more. I wasn't willing to give it to them. So in certain ways, I was using them. So I wasn't lonely. And I admit that in here. Yeah. But ultimately, some people have this veneer. Well, the man is always this. The woman's that. No, let's look at the parts and add them up and see what the net gain is. And if it's not a gain, just let's, let's end it right now. The woman I have now, I would die for her right now. Been with her nine years. Um, I wouldn't even have to think about it. Um, I do everything for her, for her benefit and her daughter. And um, it's just wonderful. And, you know, I would never, if you talk to me when I was in practice, mm-hmm. I was least likely to live in a nice house with a woman and that's it. The yeah. least yeah. likely. And I never thought. <laughs> this would happen. You'd end up where you are, yeah. Yeah, and then another chapter is nothing really sucks because see, I had a patient who used to come in and he was a gambler. He was a dumbass and he would always lose. And he'd come in angry on Monday morning. The Giants suck, the Giants suck. And I got tired of listening to him. Giant, you know, New York Giants suck. This is like a fat guy, barely tied his shoe. And I said to him, I go, you know, I can't say that the Giants suck because even the guy who holds a key for the kicker is better than me. Sure, so what, yeah. And I'm trying to tell him, how do you, you know, you're, you don't measure up to them. Right. What I'm saying is I'm, I'm not quick to say anything sucks if I haven't mastered it myself. I may not like it. Uh, sure. It's very disparaging. You're, you're, you're cutting that out as something that you may pursue or learn about. Nothing sucks. Uh, always be able to say, I don't have to. Um, I don't know if I'm there. I've been there in the past. But uh, you want to set yourself uh, your life up where, um, you, you know, you're not like Sisyphus pushing the, the, the boulder up the, the hill and you get to the top, it rolls back down. For, for life, you know, it's always a toil right. and a struggle. You want to get to where, I'm not saying, you know, another axiom in the business is you want to make fuck you money, that kind of money where you go, oh, I got enough where I don't have to do anything. And you don't want that either because, um, you know, that can, that can make you very, if you, if you have nothing. You can make you complacent, yeah. Oh yeah, that's terrible. Yeah. Don't retire. Um, you want to be able to retire, but you always have to have something productive to do for your mind. Right. Yeah. I had many patients that retired so at 65 and they'd be dead a couple years later. You know, uh, be tough and live a person, per- purposeful life. You know, you want purpose. You want a mission. You know, uh, you know, you push this push and this pull. You push yourself. There's some shitty thing you have to do on Monday morning. But if you have something that, like our company now, it's hard. It's very hard. Everything is hard. But. The pull is we know we're feeding a hungry animal at the end, and it, that pulls us. You know, pull is like a magnet. Sure, yeah. And it gets us through the shit, and we get there because no matter what, like that Dorian Yates thing with the dumbbell, you got to. Your mom dies if you don't do that rep. It's the same thing here, but it's a right. good. It nourishes your soul as well, so it pulls you. Um, this was from Stallone. He. he uh, he said, loneliness kills. It's an invisible bullet. You only live as long as you have something to love. And uh, so this chapter is called The Invisible Bullet That Is Loneliness. So I talk a little bit about it's okay to be alone, 
like I said, when you're truthful to everyone, you're going to yeah. be solitary, but not lonely. That's different. Uh, everyone is a bodybuilder, and we had to work that in. But yeah, a lot of people are building themselves into heaps of shit. You know, so what are you building is really what it is. And I know, right. I know it, sounds, it sounds horrible, but I only want the best for people. Just my delivery yeah. is a little rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is. No, it is. And, and I had a guy just uh, recently post, uh, this guy's the most arrogant asshole on the planet. Well, there's reason where that came from. And it's only his lack, you know, mm-hmm. why that, that came out. But I'm all about getting the, the information delivered. Um, one of my, my therapist friends told me once that I had to write something for her. She said, well, your words pack punch. And sometimes they're peppered with, with uh, profanity. But that only gets to that when the, when the p- person is not getting the information seemingly. It's got to be yeah. delivered somehow. Um, compliment everyone. Because be, you, know, you never know. Somebody just, they never hear a good thing from anyone. Never sure. hear any. I had a guy. And it, uh, cost, before, and it, cost, it costs you nothing to do it. Either. I had a patient come in on a Monday morning and um, she's crying, a long-term patient. So I come in and I'm, I'm like, well, what's going on now? And she said, and her, her husband was a birthday and he gave her as a gift. Um, he wrapped up a wrench in newspaper. This almost makes me cry. Uh, and the note said, fix the toilet, bitch. That's, that's her birthday. Oh. Okay. So now, never mind compliment everyone. She is in such a, you know what? I, I'm going to say it and I'm going to say it publicly once again. I don't want to say I want this to happen. I'm happy, but if he were dead right now, the world would be no poorer. How's that? I'm not gonna yeah. say I'm happy or yeah, go yeah. death, you know. But what a piece of shit! And who oh, knows what her role was? But you just that—that's a you know. Listen, there's abuse. You know, you can beat on people, child abuse, but mental abuse. One thing about harming somebody physically—that pain will go away. But physical or mental—if you're creating a Vietnam-like barren wasteland of a battlefield and somebody's brain can they've got to navigate through that every fucking day yeah you were giving them the worst shit to deal with on this planet where i could only hope they can take that shit and, and make it into a tightly focused laser beam of good right but they're gonna have to use it somehow otherwise they're gonna make themselves 300 pounds they're gonna abuse others uh so compliment people, mindfulness, meditation, gratefulness. And then the last chapter is if you don't like dogs, then I don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's very, that's very appropriate. Um, it's a, it's what, a fun, it's, it's, you know, Tommy, it's a fun book. And I think you said it, you can hear me talking. Because, yeah, it's, it's because very, I, yes. I, I'm pretty much like this back in the 80s, 90s, right? So yeah. at least no, it's consistent, right? Yes, yes. It's like I like to deal with, Kevin said the Pony really liked this one. I told him once, you know, I like to deal with assholes. He goes, what do you mean? I go, well, because they're always assholes and I can prepare for that. So I know what's coming. At least you know what you're getting. Yeah. Yeah. John, did you you have something you were going to say? Yeah, no, I had a point. Um, Tommy, you and I were talking about it yesterday. I just just think it's important, important, important. I know how to speak now. Important point to bring out. Despite the title of your book and some of the things you said, it really is a book about for all people. It's not just a book based for men to to be men it's for everybody oh yeah no no right right absolutely yeah yeah Yeah, and body you know i'm from the bodybuilding world there's a picture of me shooting a pose on the back but uh actually i was kind of a thank you to brian moss he's a famous physique photographer and he you you gotta pay him but you know he doesn't take anybody unless you're top level person i'm I'm not but uh i want to pop it on there but it's part of who i am you know, yeah. No. Absolutely. 
know yeah. it's not about it's not no it's not it's not bravado or anything like that no, it's, just, no, it's, it's, no. It's, it's who you are and it's yeah no i'm 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 very proud of you know the things i have accomplished in in you know in uh uh, bodybuilding and wrestling and and music and uh you know podcast podcasting and yeah. you know all sorts of stuff you know but i mean and, and all of that adds up to who i am as a person i'm the result of all of those experiences you know you know, you know so, it's, it's, it's it's as far as the like i got pictures of myself on the wall in here and all that i've had some people break balls and I, I don't even answer but one time i did address i go listen this nobody's ever been in this room except me i mean denise of course right but, it, this it's all for me you know our yeah. garage has all the stuff from the contests you know all the posters that we did and you know some other stuff but that's for me um there was a, a very famous gym owner who is deceased now he i think he i think he committed suicide unfortunate but one of the icons of gym ownership in the country and one day he gets up because i would put up pictures of me and frank zane and samir Banu. Me, uh, you know, bodybuilders who, you know, I was in the 180, so were they. They were far better than me, but but I could stand up to them in a picture. Sure. And we would talk about it, joke around, but you know, for me, it would help me. But he, he came across, goes, "Who the hell do you think you are? You know, putting yourself up with Frank Zane." So I simply said, and this was private conversation. I go, well, "What do you? I go, how how long have you been a fraud for?" He goes, "What? I own so and so gym." I go, well, "Well, no. I mean, you have these pictures of these Mr. Olympias on your gym wall." course they come here sometimes they go well why and you go well because for your members will look at them we're all humans what did i say earlier we all have the same mechanics maybe you direct your brain chemistry differently maybe you find out ultimately you have better genetics than that guy and you go the distance and that pushes you or maybe it offers you a little bit of hope so i offered him that's why you have those pictures up i can't help you own this gym for 50 years and you don't know that and right. tied into the room here you have all this that's for me it's for yeah. me because it's, listen, I want to quit often. I wake up, my dog died and my mother died. And now I just have Denise and it's terribly sad in the mornings. I don't want yeah. to get out of bed, but by the time I'm going, I'm good, you know, but somehow maybe I got to remind myself when I was better looking or more muscular or whatever the hell it's for me. You yeah. know, you're entitled to, you're entitled yeah, to like, your place like, who you, it's kind of like, who do you think you are? I go, well, I know who I am. I don't think of who I am. You know, this is that's his interest. But this guy owned a gym, and uh, you know, and and again, I like. And he actually wanted to meet me and fight. <laughs> oh, that's insane! I have. You know, a... I've, never, I've never, you know, I've never had a fight in my life. Really? And I bounced in bars for years, and uh, I'm yeah. a I'm, a, I'm a good diplomat, man. I can I yeah. can diss, <laughs> diss you, and you won't know until tomorrow. You wake up after being drunk. That motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> got you out. <laughs> yeah, no. Where I where I work out uh, in my building, I've got um, I've got a kind of a private space where I can work out, and I've got some old bodybuilding photos of me and and things like that. And it's nobody else sees it other than you know maybe one or two other people who right. you know I, I use that room with and stuff. But that's for me to see while I'm working out and just kind of remind me, like you know, and 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 they're and they're it's something it's 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 something that you've accomplished and it's yes. not i mean why should i forget about having done that you know but there's nothing wrong or, with any of that it's, you put up stuff that makes you happy you surround yourself with things that make you happy if it's a picture yeah. of you posing or a picture of you with a celebrity or whatever if it makes you happy if there's a reason for you're putting it up there you're not just putting it up there to cover a hole in the wall 
Right. You, know, I mean, you, like, don't, you don't want to be going through that heartless pantomime like an automaton, a robot every single day, kind of going through the motions. Um, there's got to be more than that, you know, I, I think. You got to find out within yourself what is it that you want to do. But other people around you, if you're surrounded by the wrong people. Um, I, I agree. It, it makes a world of difference in your life if you can just keep yourself around people who are not uh negative and poison to your soul like that you know it's you know people people you know i just can't you know society it's it's amazing that we're civilized i sometimes i can't believe that people don't just start going outside killing each other you know (laughs) it comes close maybe maybe it's a fine line you know yeah uh uh, you know denise used to joke with me that I, I would ask her, hey, how do you think I'm going to go? What do you mean? I go, how do you think I'm going to die? And she looked at me. This one years ago. I've known her since we were teenagers. She goes, um, heart attack or shotgun blast to the chest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was either going to do it to myself or someone yeah. was going to get me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you do, you do, you're still the same person, but you may be soft in your delivery. You want to recruit, you know, like-minded. Uh, I never give up on people the first time i've had some people attack me but i maybe they don't understand i'll try to win them over you know i'm usually successful you know uh and you, you gotta kind of acquiesce a little or, or maybe backtrack or change your mind or listen to what they have to say because everybody and everything has value just maybe not to you and sure. i won't hire people who say i don't care um mm-hmm. i don't know um they use the word just as a minimizer. Sounds fucked up, doesn't it? But I know where yeah. that's going to lead as an employee. Uh, yeah. I want people to, you know, take a chance, at least try, you know, not burn a place down. Uh, and you said something earlier, which is very important. Appreciation. Right. Yes, absolutely. You're giving me your time. Yeah, we're paying you. You're giving me your time. That's very valuable. So let's not waste it. Right. Collectively, not just me or you. Yeah. Collectively. So let's uh, before uh, let's let's uh, get into the Fozzie company here, um, and then we'll uh, we'll let you go here. But I de- I mean we need to we definitely need to talk about this. Tell no, us Fozzie is everything now. Tell 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 everybody about uh, how it came about the inception of Fozzie it. Fozzie was my you... rescue dog. I got him at age six. Uh, he was in a pound. Got him for five dollars, and I had him until he died when he was twenty. Um, wow. Yeah, very, very, uh, uh, and he was a shelter dog, and we rescued him, and, uh, you know, the appreciation that a dog could have, uh, he always loved me, he always had appreciation, uh, he paid me back in many ways, I never had kids, yeah. I told Denise, Denise has a daughter, wonderful person, and, uh, but when I die, my DNA will be gone like I was never even here, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've got, I've got Fozzie, and, um, you know, when he died, uh, it was lockdown masks and all that, so we went to the we went to the hospital late at night. And um, they, long story short, I ended up yelling at the people, and they wouldn't open the door because you had to wait your turn. He was dying in my arms, so I thought it was. So these women in the parking lot started yelling at me, and uh, and I just and, and believe me, this is just a figure of speech. I go, shut your fat ass up and get back in your car. I I couldn't even see them. One of them had to right. be fat, so she starts marching across the parking lot, and. Uh, did you call me fat? And I tried to, you know, smooth it out. And I looked, I go, well, you are a little over the, <laughs> and she just hauled off a, and you know what she did beforehand? She went up to Denise in, in the Jeep 
ma'am, I'm very sorry. And Denise is like, please don't, please don't, please don't. <laughs> she comes up and hammers me right in the jaw. So I wow. tell Denise, call the police. My dog is dying. He peed on me and everything. And uh, she Man. couldn't believe we were calling the police. Young girl, you know, in her 20s. That's how it is now. They, they feel like a punch you can get away with it. Well, long story short, they let her off with a phone call. That's how it is now. That put a little fire in, in me. Um, I needed something to do, a new company. So that wasn't the reason. That was kind of just a little added story there. But uh, I figured here's a dog that paid me back a hundred times. There's millions like him, cats and dogs, out there, you know, suffering. See, a person will say it's only a dog. I go, I cut them right out. I treat yeah. everything the same. Cats, dogs, anything that's alive is yeah. in my sphere of influence. You know, I, I embrace it. Uh, so we started the Fozzy company. Uh, we started very slowly. Uh, it's starting to build now. Uh, any business is hard. You know, you're getting people, trying to get people to open their wallets. But, but really, every sale feeds a hungry, homeless, shelter pet for a day. Um, one of the, is that on the sleeve? Uh, no, not. But one of our trademarks, feed them all. And right. the young guy said, well, doctor, how are you going to feed them all? I go, well, we're not. So he was a little confused. I go, it's a sphere of influence thing. The bigger our sphere of influence gets, then it's incumbent upon us in our responsibility to feed anything I need within there. You know, we have some uh, shelters that are partners with us. You know, sure. we find out what they need and we take a portion of the sales um, and we contribute that. We don't donate, not charity. We got to be careful with the wording uh, because it's a for-profit company. Uh, yeah. We have to make money. There's a funny rule in Connecticut here. When you go to pay your mortgage and buy food, they want money. Lots of it. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listen? We, you know, it's my fault. We attract people, Tommy, who are like, oh, you know, you're trying. What are you doing with the money? I attracted the wrong people. You know, I I'm, there's a message the market mismatch. They're not get. They only see money or someone trying to screw people over. And I'll be straight. You know, I can understand that because I remember in the comic books when when I was a kid, maybe when you were a kid. There was something called the Jimmy Fund, okay? Sure. Uh, yeah. Kids in yeah. wheelchairs. All right, you may remember. Um, mm -hmm. And there's a little ad with kids throwing football. You know, and, and the kid in the wheelchair, he he just says, I can dream, can't I? <laughs> right. I need to laugh. I'll get to laugh in a second. I'll tell you what happened. The Jimmy Fund's still around, at least up until a couple of years ago. And I'm in line at the food store, and there's people in the line, and it's my turn. And the girl, you know, the young girl working there, the company tells her to solicit, you know, would you like to, would you like to donate a dollar for the Jimmy Fund? She's like a morbid mummy or, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. doesn't even know what she's asking for. I go, the Jimmy Fund, I look at people in line, I go, Jimmy, I remember Jimmy 40 years ago when he still ain't walking, so no money for you. <laughs> and I think the people got it, you know, but the point, not that I wouldn't help, but. Where's the money going? Do we ever have any success with anything? I don't think the powers of be want to cure diabetes or cancer. It's too much money in it. Now here, we're genuinely um, assuaging hunger for at least a day, you know? Yeah. And it gives hope. And then we have another thing of pups on parole. On Fridays, we bring a pup into the YouTube studio and we do a little thing and people are watching. Would you like to adopt this one? And it gives yeah. you the opportunity. We're just a conduit for people to help or to adopt or to understand. Because if it's not in front of you, not present in front of you, you don't sure. kind of see the, the stuff. You know, the average person lives on $2 a day on the planet. So they're not living, they're not high stepping it, you know, very well. And it's worse for the animals. So we're developing a line of uh, good, fun products. Uh, all artwork's done by me. That's um, what I was going to ask. What sort of stuff can people uh, get? Uh, right now, you go to the website, thefozzycompany.com, 
don't buy anything because nothing. We don't have any products in stock. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'll get it all straight. It's just, it's just, it's, it's new to me. It's new to us. Uh, uh, hats, uh, beanies, sweatshirts, t-shirts. Uh, we've got something called a Fozzy Pocket Pup coming. It's like a little tiny, kind of looks like this. Only this is a bear, but it's a little tiny Fozzy. Uh, yeah. A little paperwork, and you hold it with you, and it gives you hope, and you talk to it, and all that. A little story behind it. Um, and we got a few other things in the works. You can look at Twin Lab, and you can look at EAS, two big supplement companies. Twin Lab, at least in their heyday, had hundreds of items. That's okay. EAS, Bill Phillips' old company, had six or seven flagship items. That's going to be us. Six or seven strong flagship items that people. I don't want them to just say, oh, I'm buying, I don't really want it, but I'm helping. I want them to, I want it to be stuff they really want. Like, uh, yeah. this is the Fozzie Fred series. Fozzie uh, rescues every dog. Fred, Fozzie rescues every dog. Uh, everything's in red. We have several different designs. You buy that, you wear it on a Friday. It's a campaign. You buy this, you feed two homeless animals per day instead of one. Uh, and then we have one other campaign. So it's going to be two strong campaigns uh, with lines of items that go behind, behind them which involves the people and they feel that, and they are, they are truly involved in not only buying something, but the, in other words, we're empowering them. What's the mission? The mission is to feed them all for, we're empowering that person to have impact. Because the average person at home now watches TV and they feel disaffected. They have no control. They're at the mercy of the powers that be. They see all this sad stuff. Oh, there's nothing I can do. Well, well there is, and this is you directly doing this. You know, we're in the middle of the mechanics Right. And people dig that, you know. Right. You're allowing them the opportunity to, to actually yeah. step up and yeah. do something. You know, there's something in business and even in your business, WIIFM, what's in it for me. It mm. only matters, they don't care about me. Um certainly not in practice. When I was in practice, I was like the rich, mean doctor. Not, not that I was mean, not that I'm rich. Yeah. But that's for perception. So sure, yeah. What did we say earlier? They don't want to go to the doctor. They have to. So you better take them out of pain because if they're spending an hour with you and you're doing shit work, they have 167 hours left for the week to think about how bad you suck. And as we right. said, nothing really sucks. And I do a lot of things, sucking ain't one. Yeah. <laughs> John, did you have something you wanted to to throw in there? I'm good. I, I checked out the website. I do like the products. I love the cause. Uh, always with the animals, love the cause. So the mission, yeah. the mission, John, only because the cause usually goes along with you. But no, I, I thank you. But we're also running something in 2025. Um, what are we, 2023? Yeah, a year, a little over a year. Fozicon. We're going to hold it right at the Oakdale Theater here. It's going to be like a Comic-Con type thing. I'll get, I work on getting people like, um, uh, you know, Keanu, uh, any big name star who um not just for the sake of getting someone famous just someone who could bring eyes to fall upon sure absolutely you know? Linda Blair. what's that linda blair and her world heart yeah you know you know it, 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 again it costs money to do this but they have to really be genuinely interested in it too a friend right. of mine lawyer uh used to run baseball uh events similar and he hired uh i think it was hank Aaron. If you remember, he used to be a whole oh. bunch of animals. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, of course, yeah. And, and he paid him like a high number, five grand or something to be there and sign autographs. And he, after a half hour, he gets up and he's starting to, he's trying to leave. So my friend said, where the hell are you going? Well, I'm, I'm done here. He goes, I paid you for two hours. I mean, you don't do that with this guy. He probably, he probably had you killed or something. I, I don't yeah. know. I don't <laughs> mention names. As you can see. And he told him to sit back down. Now, that's a person who's, 
I don't know, Hank Aaron, maybe he's having a bad day. But that day, he was not believable because he just wanted to get, he wanted the money to get out. Right. You want to have a connection. People, again, they're, they're not just going to be willing to part with their money. It, you know, uh, it's very hard for them. They're usually doing something they don't like to get that money. So they're not just going to throw, if you're, if you're not paying attention to them, you're done. You'll never, ever, you lose that person, they'll never come back. And they'll be talking smack about you and it's hard right. enough. I agree. I'm I, sure. I already got those uh, girlfriends from FT, MTFU. They're probably ripping on me right now. So I've got that <laughs> out. <laughs> we should have had them on the show with us here today. Uh, could, uh, it's, the it's the rebuttal. Um, but John, John, John covers a lot of uh, a lot of conventions, and I'm sure he can attest to people who are known for being more personable and oh yeah, and yeah. interactive. Well, well, you know, I mentioned yeah, you could speak to that. I mentioned Linda Blair because uh, one particular story I had about her was um, I had I had talked to her agent or one of her agents about doing an interview at one of the conventions. I get to the convention and maybe it was a different agent at this point, but he said, no, 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 you know, we don't have time for that. And then I mentioned her World Heart Foundation. And Linda actually heard it, stops him cold and says, I'll give this guy time to talk about that. So I got like a five minute interview with her based on the World Heart Foundation that, that she does, all her work with animals. Yeah. yeah. So you know you that know, she genuinely they're cares. They're very careful who they affiliate with. You never know. You might have some crazy. It, it could go both ways. Uh, I, I brought Gregory Hines in, uh, if you're familiar with him. He's I remember, I remember when you did that. Yeah. And all that huge bodybuilding fan. And he knew yeah. I was giving scholarships. It, the, the bodybuilding contest I ran for four years, the kids had to, they had to truly be students. The minimum was 12 credits. They had to have a 3.0 grade point average. I was going for the top. I mean, I discount a lot of people because of this, but those were the standards. They had to write an essay, two-page essay, about why they wanted to go in the contest. And they would get scholarships, cash scholarships, out of my pocket, um, $5,000 each year. And um, he liked that. So admittedly, you know, I paid for his plane fare. He didn't want any money. And he happened to be on Rosie O'Donnell's show the next day. We're right there in New York. Mm. So, he, you know, he needed a ride anyway here. He came to the show. He spoke gave out trophies all that stuff so it worked out great there was good stuff in it for him too i'm not fooling myself he didn't know who the hell i was but uh to impress upon somebody asked me i was alluding to it earlier the kids like how do you how do you work with all these people i go i just call them up i yeah. call them up and they have very little time so i did something once where i sent out a um uh i said the one minute youtube podcast and it it, it, it intrigued a lot of them you know big names because they have a minute and they they don't want to spend a fucking hour with somebody they just don't and, and yeah. you, you fool yourself when i was younger i thought yeah why why not because we're helping others they don't give it but if you can kind of get in there like that uh, announce it in a way that nobody else is doing you'll get their attention at least then it's up to you you know right and some of them they're just they're just gonna say i get told no all the time i do I get told yeah. no. I get. I get mostly. I have had mostly failures, but the, the couple of big wins were home runs that erased the failures. Right, like, and you wouldn't. You wouldn't have the successes had you not had the ninety nine no, other, other failures. It takes. No, it's, it, and it's still scary. But I. I say this. I say I'm wrong all the time, but I'm right at least one more time each day than wrong. So then right. I'm still ahead. And yeah. don't be wrong where you're, don't be the doctor who skipped suturing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the motherfucker, he's doing some great 
He's like the Siamese twin separator yes. of the universe. <laughs> Doctor, time to suture him up. Oh, he's got to bleed to death. I don't know how to do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> that, that means you're behind. You want to be ahead, you know? Yeah. That's what I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm with you. Makes sense. Well, we, uh, we thank you very much for all of your time. Oh, I hope coming. I didn't talk too much. <laughs> no, not at all. We Very enlightening. I mean, I, I it's been great for me personally. I haven't seen you, and I can't even remember how long. Oh, I love been. you, man. I, I love my I, memories with you and your dad and being out there. And, you know, you, you won't, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting older. I'll be 60 in, I don't know, September 2nd. But I stay, I, I don't even, I don't think I look that way. I, I stay in good shape. Yeah, uh, you're fantastic. I just hope I have enough. I tell Denise, I hope I have enough time to get done what I want to get done. But all right. you have at the end, you know, as you get on, are your good memories you got to have stuff to you know these instructions but i don't have a lot i don't I'm not weighed down by a lot ago. well there's there's a very good reason why i still keep my michael j dusa uh -huh. bobblehead up in my place because uh -huh. you're someone who holds a very special place in my heart i do love oh, you man. and i uh i i was you know when i was kind of telling john about you know kind of prepping them a little for this i was like you know i'm like i, I always call him uncle mike you know he refers to me as his uh, young and here we are and here we are years later and we're talking yeah. like that we have missed no time i have yeah. one other friend like my best friend lee since we were 15 we started training together and to this day we're just we have coffee together once a week and you'll occasionally have a person in your life where you won't even see him for two years maybe it's, but it's still the same yeah, I yep. feel that right now because you and I have this kinship understanding of events and we still kind yeah. of live them and grow from them now. And, uh, you know, some people, they're, they're meant to disappear from your life as you go. It's yeah. not necessarily wrong with that. No. Well, I'm, I'm glad that here we are all these years later and, and we, and we still are uh, part of each other's lives and you are, you are a very important part of mine and, and, and my Tell your mom I said hi. I will. I will. Uh, I, I'm Facebook friends, but I don't see her on that much. But listen, everybody, Fozzie, the FozzieCompany.com. Uh, it explains everything there. We've got hundreds of pictures of people who bought items. Or we give them a little big if they post a picture with them. Doing nothing illegal. And Well, one quick story about my Deuce of Chiropractic t-shirts. I used to give out hundreds of them. And one night, I'm laying in bed, probably with my girlfriend at the time. And, you know, the last news, you know, the stupid news at the end. Near the college here, they have something called the uh, the Sleeping Giant Mountain. Pretty prolific mountain. People climb up there. So this one kid had to be rescued, and he was very belligerent. They had to bring a helicopter, repelling, you know, wow. I don't know, SWAT, whatever the hell they brought. And the kid was resisting them. You know, he's drunk. He was going to die. He was going to fall off a cliff. And they show him getting put into the squad car at the end. And his, his, his arms are in back, and he puts his chest out. It's like, do a car I swear to God, my, my girlfriend's like trying to high five me. Oh, that's really smart marketing there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, it's all good publicity. <laughs> if you buy, listen, if you buy some Fozzie swag, don't be <laughs> doing the wrong things out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't get arrested on television wearing it. <laughs> Eating an animal, getting a cat out of a tree, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Well, all right. On that note, thank you again, Uncle all right, Mike. Everybody. Thank you, sir. I'll, I'll I, talk to you soon. I can't wait to see it. And um, uh, God bless everyone. Thank you, Tommy and John. It was fun. And uh, we'll talk soon, man. Let me know when it's up. People, spread it around. I will, man. You'll get it. Thanks for your time. You get it. All right, guys. All right. Take Thanks. care. Thank you.
All right, everybody. Well, that was Dr. Michael J. Dusa, who I affectionately refer to as Uncle Mike. And He's a character. He is. <laughs> um, like, where like, do we, you know, where do you even begin? I mean, it, every little segment that he had, the bobblehead, the book, the, the chiropractor, the bodybuilding, the Fozzie, every one of those could have been a separate episode. I know. I was thinking that as we went through it, I'm like, I, you know, we should have booked him like, you know, years ago or something and just kind of been keeping up with him as he went along. But um, thankfully, I finally thought of it one day and was like, you know, he really does have a lot uh, of great stuff to, to talk about. And he certainly has worn a lot of hats. And um, I know some people might find, his, you know, him abrasive in some times but i think it's just you know again he's passionate about what he feels and and he really is trying to do right by himself and by everyone in the world and by the animals of the world and you know i appreciate his appreciation for for animals and pets because you certainly know my uh relationship with my cat lily i know that you've had pets before that you yeah. were very close to and um it certainly has made a huge uh difference in my life having one and i i i've known the loss of pets before and um you know for him to be able to take that that feeling and and do something productive with it is is great and so we definitely encourage people to go check out the fozzycompany.com and uh check you know out it's some funny merchandise. you use so, the word that he, you know he might come across as abrasive and i'm not sure if that's potentially the best word but we'll, we'll stick with that for a minute well whatever it, yeah. yeah yeah but he's he is the thing that is he's genuine and sincere and when he's abrasive it's not it, it's in a a, a, a a coming from the heart where he's he's got his goal and he's got his life and he's got his thoughts and he genuinely is trying to help people and animals as we see um and he's not going to apologize for it. And I, right. I, I, I like should he? Yeah, no, right. I, yeah, Absolutely. yeah, maybe unapologetic is, is a better word than abrasive. But yeah, you know, because, you know, some people, they just, you know, it's people interpret things differently. But I can tell you firsthand, I've known him the majority of my life, obviously. And he has always been just one of my favorite people, um, a really, really good guy and someone who, I wanted to emulate in various ways growing up. You know, like I said, when I was a kid, I was like, dude, I want to be a grown up and still know what's going on in comic books. And, you know, like when I was coming up, you know, I, I was told that like, when you get older, you don't, you don't have toys. You don't have comic books. You're not going to have any of that stuff. And I think that my lifestyle and my apartments and all that is almost a outward rebellion of that because all i have are toys and comic books and well but i mean it's like, like that, you know? but it's the same thing like he was talking about the pictures you don't have to apologize for any of that and he, and he doesn't have to apologize or explain the picture on his wall i don't have to explain i got a lot of pictures with celebrities on the wall me and celebrities yeah. i like that it, it reminds me of those times or my it, it brings back happy memories and if your toys or whatever else who cares and it's i've had people I've, I've had people say like you know man you bring girls back here you know with all this out but the right girl will like it and that's exactly what i say i'm like if she's the right girl she'll appreciate that you know so but anyway as far you as still I'm the picture of me hanging up i mean it's a picture of i know you me lisa proddy now snow but it's a picture is, of me. yeah i do it's up in my bedroom yeah there you go it's right when you it's right when you walk in the door 
you know, yeah. because that's a that's a cool memory, you know. Even if I have to look at you when I see it, it's you haven't you haven't put a uh, post-it note over my. Uh, no, I made like I took a marker and I did the little devil horns and the mustache. <laughs> and, and you still gotta see me. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but anyway, thank you again to uh, to Mike Dusa for coming on the show, and it uh, you know we had we had a, a nice talk, and a lot of it for me was just it was just good to just to see him and and get to catch up with him. For me personally, this was a a, a good episode. Well, they, um, I mean that's kind of why I laid back a little bit for some of it because it was it, it was a bit of a reunion for you guys. Um, a lot of it was ex uh, experiences that you had shared, or at least interest that you had shared right. through whatever. Um, and I would have kind of got the way if I would, I didn't want to step on anything and I was enjoying the ride. I enjoyed listening to the, you know, the two of you catch up. Yeah. Well, I good. I hope other people do too. So, well, everyone, thank you. I hope, uh, I hope you found all this, uh, entertaining and I hope that you'll check out the fozzycompany.com and, uh, you know, we can all do our part to feed them all. So for the John G. Orwell's podcast. I, of course, have been who else but Tommy Ellis. And with me, as always, is the man on the beat from johngsbeat.com, Mr. John Robleski. He's the wall.